This is where mind management and confidence meet. This is where the magic is. This is where the work is. But if you do the work, you can literally change your life. Mind management is just a workout for your brain. Just like you do reps during a workout to create stronger muscles, greater bone density, and more energy, using mind management gives you a stronger mind that is more agile and easily adapts to change. I like to call it my mental fitness. Are your big dreams sitting on the shelf collecting dust? Do you second guess yourself or question how you would handle it if you tried and it didn't work out? Listen, what is the cost of not going for it? Welcome to the Crazy Confidence Coach Podcast. My name is Heather Edwards. I'm a master certified life coach. If you've been looking for a blueprint for how to stop being a paralyzed perfectionist, this is for you. I'll share how to uncover what is keeping you from doing what you really want to do bridging the gap between who you are and who you want to be. We will tackle how to use mind management to get rid of negative thinking, procrastination, and anxiety. Along the way, I'll sprinkle in a little inspiration to keep you motivated. One thing is for sure, you will come away more confident and ready to do whatever you put your mind to. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to episode two why we need to use mind management to help our confidence, and three quick and easy steps to get started on that today. Today, we're going to do a little exercise, so if you're able, go grab a pen and a pad of paper and let's get to it. If you happen to be driving or listening on a walk, continue listening and you can go back later to do the exercise. It's simple to do, even without writing it down, it's just much more eye-opening when you're able to look at it later. So here we go. In general, if you were to rate yourself In your confidence level, where would you place yourself on a scale from 1 to 10? 10 being completely amazing, always confident, to 1, super low, constantly struggling, don't see yourself in a really good light. Write down what comes to mind when you consider why you scored yourself the way you did. This is just a very general overall idea that you have about your confidence. Now we're going to dig a little bit deeper and we're going to break apart different areas in your life and drill into what areas you feel over the top 10 confident and what areas you just super struggle in. Here I want to have you write down what area of life I mention and then right next to it I want you to just write down a rating. So remember we're using the rating 10 of being over the top super confident and one being no confidence at all. Feel free to hit pause so you can take the time to rate yourself in each area thoughtfully and honestly. First area of life is your work life. How do you rate your confidence in your work life? Second, your spouse or your significant other. How would you rate your confidence with your significant other? Number three, your spiritual life. Or how would you rate your spiritual life on a scale from one to ten? Number four, your health How would you rate it on a scale from one to 10? And number five, wealth or income. How would you rate that? Number six, in your family. How would you rate your interactions with your family on a scale to one to 10? And we'll end with friends. How would you rate your confidence when you're engaging with your friends? Now I want you to look back over your list and what you have rated yourself for each life area. And I want you to circle the area that you have the best score. 
So if your work life, you have a 10, maybe you rock your work, loving where you're at, you're loving how you feel in the company and how you're structured there, circle that. And then I want you to go back and circle what is your least confident portion of your life. Maybe it's your relationships with your family, circle that. And then next to those two things, the highest score and the lowest score, I want you to pick your two dominating thoughts regarding that area of your life. For example, if you pick work, you might say, I'm a very organized worker. I bring value to my team and I'm important to the bottom line of the company. Or it might say something like, I don't seem to be able to get my job done on time. My boss always thinks I should do better. But what you're going to find out is if you're taking your time and you're being completely honest with yourself and your answers, you'll find that your thoughts around the area of your life you struggle in are more negative. They're limiting, unclear, or you have thought errors around them. Thought errors are just thoughts we believe to be true, but they really aren't. This little exercise is just an awareness exercise just to get you thinking about where you are in your confidence journey. If you are really, really wanting to change something in your confidence, this will give you an area to pinpoint. You have to get really good at looking at your thoughts and building and creating belief through intentional thought creation. To believe in yourself and your abilities, you must think you can. How do you, quote unquote, think you can? How do you change your results and outcomes? It starts with your thoughts. This is where mind management and confidence meet. This is where the magic is. This is where the work is. But if you do the work, you can literally change your life. Mind management is just a workout for your brain. Just like you do reps during a workout to create stronger muscles, greater bone density, and more energy, using mind management gives you a stronger mind that is more agile and easily adapts to change. I like to call it my mental fitness. A managed mind is open to more possibilities because it doesn't have as many limitations. When you manage your mind, you have better relationships with yourself and with others. You experience better outcomes at work, and you ultimately handle life in a more effortless way. Simply put, mind management is being aware of and purposely shaping your thoughts. Practicing mind management helps you create emotions and outcomes that are empowering and healthy. This is not to be confused with constraining yourself to only positive thoughts. Mind management is not toxic positivity. Our minds are complex and highly individual. We are taking in so much information and we're doing it all day long. According to some experts, we have 20,000 to 600,000 thoughts per day. The wild part is that 80% of those thoughts per day could be negative. So even if it's only 20,000 thoughts a day, 80% of that is still a lot of negative thoughts. It's no wonder that what comes out of our mouths and our minds can be negative as well. For one, we tend to believe in good thoughts less. It becomes harder and harder for us to believe in good things because we spend so much time reinforcing the negative. Not only that, most of us spend most of our work life looking for problems and solving problems. Our brains are actually trained to find things that we're not confident or working. The question becomes, how do we reverse engineer confidence? How do we make or create confidence through mind management? First, we have to explore how our words or how our thoughts are actually impacting our confidence. Take, for instance, the phrase, I have to. Many of us use that phrase all the time. 
I coached a client that kept saying, I have to take my kids to school. We were discussing something else she wanted to do. She was looking for more time in her schedule and she just was stuck on this statement, belief that she had to take her kids to school. And the statement itself seems like fact. She was believing this. She actually built up this resentment to her husband because he didn't quote unquote have to take the children to school. And she believed somehow he was benefiting from the fact that he didn't have to take the kids to school. This resentment showed up in many of the ways that she was reacting to her husband when she got home from work, when they were getting ready for work, and even in the interactions they had together interacting with the kids. Clearly, this thought was not doing her justice. I asked her to brainstorm if there were other options for her to get the kids to school. They didn't live close enough for the children to walk to school, so that wasn't an option. She did have a school bus that came into her neighborhood, so that was an option. That was something she could do. There was another mom too in the neighborhood that occasionally had carpool. So she could probably like either switch off with her or maybe share the carpooling so she didn't have to go every day. We were just kind of going through the brainstorm, right? The reality of this and the only reason for it was just to acknowledge that I have to take the kids to school was not the truth and was not the only option. Is the thought true? In this case, the thought was not true. Her story, I have to take my kids to school, was just that. It was a story. We continued the evaluation by exploring her reasons for wanting to take her children to school. She liked that she got to spend that time in the car with her kids. She even had some cute stories of memories they made during the time. And she liked knowing that they were at school safely. So they got to school by her dropping them off. She could visually see them go to school and she knew they were there so she could move on her day and know that they were there and safe. The other thing that was really interesting as we explored it is she liked knowing that they had their lunches and they had their homework and their jackets if it was cold. So all the reasons a mom might enjoy being part of that process of taking her children to school. As we walked through all those reasons, she was able to understand that she didn't have to do it, but by saying she had to do it, she was preventing herself from having a pleasant experience around it. She came to understand that this was something she actually enjoyed doing. It was a choice she wanted to make. By getting more clarity around her thoughts, I have to do something, she was able to let go of resistance, have more confidence with her husband, and be more present with her children in the car on the way to school. So let's think through this. What are the things that you're telling yourself you have to do? Are you telling yourself you have to go to work? Are you telling yourself you have to work out? Are you telling yourself that you have to be nice to someone? Are you telling yourself that you have to make dinner? What are you telling yourself you have to do? Once you start to get to the bottom of what your thoughts are and what you actually believe, then you can start intentionally creating thoughts that will give you the results that you want. Using mind management to create confidence is super easy and fun once you understand it. Here are three quick and easy steps to help you get started with mind management and increase your confidence. The first step, simply awareness. Just start paying attention to the words you're speaking out loud and the thoughts that you're having. Don't panic when you say something negative. Negativity is normal. Everyone has norm or negative thoughts. Everyone. Just be aware of what they are and pay attention. The second thing you can do is to choose a thought or two each day and evaluate it. All you have to do is ask yourself about the thought. Is the thought true? 
And is it accurate? It's really powerful to break down your thoughts. So many of our thoughts are just habit. Once you start challenging your thoughts, you see how messy your brain really is. Your brain likes to be comfortable and not be challenged. Be certain your thoughts are based in truth. Your brain will want to fight this. Think back to my client who said, I have to take my kids to school. Of course, she didn't believe that she wasn't telling the truth. It wasn't a fact that she had to. She could choose to put them on the bus. She could choose to work with someone else to help them get to school. There were other options, so she didn't have to. She was choosing to. So get to the facts of whatever your thought is. The third step is rework your thought and make it true or helpful or at the very least neutral. This is not an invitation to make everything positive. I think I mentioned earlier, but toxic positivity, it's kind of dangerous and it creates a lot of shame and guilt. What does that look like in reality? It turns into depression and anxiety. If you're having a lot of depression and anxiety, oftentimes that's coming from the thoughts that you're having, positive or negative. Because even a positive thought can be untrue or unhelpful. Creating your new thought just needs to be a true thought and a neutral thought. When I say neutral, all I mean is that statement does not create the feeling of shame or guilt or give you some kind of negative emotional experience. Let's look back one more time to my client who is thinking the words, I have to take my kids to school. How do we turn this statement into a neutral statement or one that is accurate? I'm choosing to take my kids to school or I am taking my kids to school. Either or, both of those are neutral. It's just a statement of fact. They're very different than I have to take my kids to school. Feels very, very slight, but if you look at the undertones, you can tell the difference. But those types of thoughts are threaded in and out of our everyday language and they impact how we interact with the rest of the world. Let's recap real quick how to manage your mind and notice that it's going to help you increase your confidence. Just these three quick steps. One, having awareness of your thoughts. Two, evaluate or challenge your thoughts. Three, rework thoughts that aren't true or helpful. Practice those three steps and I promise that mind management will help you increase your confidence. Hey, do you want help with mind management and figuring out what your limiting beliefs are? You're in luck. I'm holding a Black Friday sale, 50% off my three-month package. That's 12 sessions, one-on-one, 45 minutes each. This is a bargain. Y'all, I can't imagine me ever offering this again. If you want coaching, now is the time and the offer stands until Sunday, 11-26-2023. I can't wait to help you get to your crazy confident you. Thank you so much for joining me. If you took away at least one little nugget of goodness that will help you grow your confidence, would you do me a huge favor? Will you pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review? By leaving that review, you help other people just like you find my podcast and you help me continue to bring quality tips and tools to the podcast. To be totally honest, I've yet to meet one person who doesn't have at least one area of their life that they could use a little crazy confidence boost. Hey, if you just want to fast track your crazy confidence journey, let's hop on a one-on-one call and figure out what's holding you back. I hope to see you next week. Love you big.